Hey gearheads and welcome to Garage Talk, a discussion about all things automotive. I'm Corey. And I'm Matt. And each week this podcast will serve as a catalyst for discussion on all sorts of topics that grind our gears, rev our engines, or just need a bit more conversation. It's been a long but very exciting week here at GT Garage Talk. Indeed. Um, two, not one, but two vehicles were reviewed Yeah. in the... In, in the red dirt of East Texas. <laughs> yeah. I'll call it dirt. It wasn't really sand. It wasn't really mud. Not quite mud. Well, we did it, find some mud. We found some mud. You <laughs> found some mud. You found it and shared it. <laughs> and we'll put it that way. But, uh, yeah, it, it's um, it, it's been quite a week. So, yep. uh, without further ado, we have had... A press vehicle loaned to us from a manufacturer, and... Oh, no, that was the wrong button. We have had a press vehicle lent to us by a manufacturer. Yes, yes, thank you, thank you. And we have also stricken, struck up, we've arranged a partnership with a local dealership uh, for a very coveted, very, very new model of another vehicle that we got a little bit of wheel time in. Yeah. So it, it's it's been fun. So let's talk first okay. about the one we got the least amount of time in. Right. Because I think you and I have some maybe differing of opinions on the one we've lived with more uh, and gotten to spend more time with. Yeah, probably so. So to that end, uh, the two vehicles in question are the Toyota I almost did it. The Toyota <laughs> 2021 Toyota 4Runner TRD Pro. Yes. Not the TRD Off-Road. No. The TRD Pro. Not the Nightshade. No. Not the SR5. No. 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 The Top Dog. Yes. Uh, but we're not talking about that one right now because the vehicle we are talking about really right now. I really would rather talk that one. Is the brand new 2022 Subaru should have your attention already, Matt. It, oh, it definitely does. Subaru Outback Wilderness. And it is, hands down, this is their marketing speak, but it's also the truth, the most capable Outback from the factory ever. Absolutely ridiculous off-road. So I'm going to run down the five bullet points that yeah. they have on their press release for this 2022 that are just now hitting dealer lots as we speak. So first, most rugged and most capable Outback in history covered that. 9.5 inches of ground clearance. Nine and a half inches. In a wagon. For reference sake, (laughs) we were in a truck-based SUV from Toyota Uh that had 0.1 more inches of ground clearance. So... In the world of crossovers, SUVs, and the infinitely blurry line of what is what, car, truck, SUV, uh, this blurs the line even more because in its most basic form, it is a wagon. It is a car-based wagon, and they've lifted the mess out of this sucker. Oh, man. To the fact that it it has 0.1 less inches of ground clearance than the TRD Pro yeah. that you and I drove out there. Yeah. So That's less than an eighth of an inch. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's it's a tenth of an inch. It's, uh, but it's, yes. I mean, 
It's, for the sake of reference, it's less. That's that's like five pounds of air pressure in yeah. the tires difference. Yeah. So, and we didn't air down either of that. No. We'll, we'll preface this, this entire podcast episode with, uh, we did everything uh, completely on full full air. Uh, right. We drove them straight off the road, turned into Barnwell Mountain. Thank you to our friends over at Barnwell Absolutely. Mountain. Absolutely, yeah. Blast of oh. an adventure park. You need to go out there if you are anywhere near the East it Texas area. It is so area. worth it, so worth it. Uh, so shout out to them. And but e- even a Subaru can make it. Yes. <laughs> the most <laughs> a capable Subaru, Subaru outback ever. <laughs> but yes. So um, I drove them out there, bone stock, both yep. of them, on full road uh, air pressure. Yep. Stock tire, stock everything, and I did finally find the air pressure fun. button on the on the TRD. Yeah, as yeah, thirty seven and thirty eight pounds of pressure on all four tires yeah. Yeah. for the whole time we were out there. Yeah, yeah, impressive, incredible. Uh, so let's see, upgraded suspension, obviously, and yep. all terrain tires are added to this Subaru Outback Wilderness. Advanced X mode for increased capability, and that's their. Terrain management system, I guess, would be the best way to uh, yeah. explain it. And then this last point, uh, we definitely appreciate. It has a very unique exterior and interior. Oh, yeah. With all those bronze accents oh, that are... so sweet. Yes. Uh, I love, for one, it's not too in your face. Right. Uh, and being that they're bronze, it's not... You know, red like everyone else does red tow hooks. Right. If it's the off-road version, it's got to have red tow hooks. Right. Subaru said, not us. <laughs> Here's some bronze for you. Right. And, and they brought that inside. There are bronze accents on the steering wheel, on the shift knob, on... The stitching on yeah, the steering the wheel, on the seats. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it was truly just a, a gorgeous interior. Uh, I'm a little... Just mm, a smidge drawn back on some of the design lines of the black plastic cladding that they oh. smathered the exterior of the Outback Wilderness with. But other than that, it, I, it's a good looking, oh, it's yeah. very rugged looking yeah. off-road vehicle. I love it. I love the plastic cladding. I love the aggressive look of it. Um, that The black plastic adds to that appearance of it being huge. And right. it, it genuinely looks like it's way up in the air compared to most others. <laughs> it it looks like it's on its tiptoes a yeah. little bit because every Subaru Outback I have ever seen in my entire life has not stood the way <laughs> that this one stood. It has a stance unlike any other yeah. factory. I'll throw that in there. Any other factory outback i have ever seen in my life yeah and it it was truly impressive um what it was able to tackle oh yeah at barnwell i have one disappointment with this vehicle and only one is it three letters cvt no (laughs) no really it wasn't even the cv because that i mean 260 horsepower out of that flat four through so, a... So, yeah, we haven't even talked about the engine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we'll get to that in a okay. minute. My one disappointment is that my wife will never let me own one. And that is because? It's a wagon. I thought it was just hatchbacks. No. It's, it's wagons and hatchbacks. She loves SUVs, but if it's a wagon or a hatchback, 
So and, uh, about the only thing separating this car from a quote unquote true SUV is how short the, the body is. The body is right. Like and how far low in it you sit. You what? Yeah. The forerunner, you're practically sitting I know. seat on floor. I know. So that's not enough. I'm sorry, Emily. I'm not coming at you on this one, but it kind of feels like I'm coming at you. Uh, what? <laughs> so no, um, no. And, and and like the this is the most, uh, not to quote a, uh, a uh, Robin Thicke song, but this is the most blurred line vehicle <laughs> I think there has been. Uh, in recent history, when it comes to uh, off-roading, and what do you like? It's it, it it's the ultimate compromise, but in all the positive ways. Right. Oh, absolutely. And I I completely agree. It it reminds me of the Grand Wagoneer, not what? the not what? the new. Okay. No. <laughs> huge, massive thing that they've dubbed the Grand Wagoneer. Yeah. But the vintage 70s, 80s, 80s, yeah. uh, spectacular. Wood panel clad. Right. Uh, tall wagon. Right. Which is essentially all that it was. It was called the Grand Wagoneer. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yes. So, yeah, that that was the, the feeling, the sense that I got from it because it is all-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was four wheel drive, but all wheel drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Grand Wagoneer, rather. Um, it, it, it's it has a hatch. Mm-hmm. It's four doors. Mm-hmm. It it has a car like feel mm-hmm. to it. Um, and because it is a car. Because it is well, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. the Grand Wagoneer okay. Okay. has yeah. that car like feel just b- because of the size of it. Right. It's a short, shallow body, um, and, and I. That's what it is to me, and and it's a modern version of it, and it's boxer, it, it, better than it boxer powered. It's turbo boxer powered, right? Um, and really, the the demerit that would typically keep it from being on my list of ones that I must own, the CVT, didn't even bother me. I, I didn't get to drive it on the road, right. so maybe I would have had a little different opinion on that thing. But on the dirt, holy smokes! That thing flat went. Yeah, it did. It, there was a bit of hesitation. It had to decide what it was going to do. Right. But once that turbo spooled, the sucker lit and it was gone. It was a rocket ship. All right, so let's talk uh, off-road numbers, and then we'll go into engine powertrain. Okay. So uh, the numbers we all like to compare when comparing off-road vehicles. Our approach, departure, lift, uh, breakover angle, right, right, um, are, are the are the big three, and then ground clearance, which and, we've already established nine and a half inches of ground right. clearance. Oh, is yeah, impressive. A, a big green check mark in that box. Right. So uh, the, the base outback has eight point seven. So still an impressive wow amount of ground clearance in the base model. So almost an inch of additional ground clearance. Uh, the approach angle is 20 degrees, so no, it is not a Jeep Wrangler competitor, no. and no, no one thinks that it is. Right. Uh, but it is an increase of 1.4 degrees over the 18.6 of the base, so that almost inch that you've gained uh, all is found right there at that front 
uh, approach angle. I can't talk. Departure <laughs> angle is also increased by 1.9 degrees to 23.6. And the breakover, again, additional height fixes all of these, Right, is 21.2, an increase of 1.8. Yeah. So impress, uh, impressive numbers all the way around there. Absolutely. And uh, obviously the wheelbase, the length of did not change in this vehicle. So like the only way you can really improve those are removing body panels, <laughs> shaving bumpers and stuff right, like that right. and lifting it. And, and quite an impressive increase uh, there over the base model, which in its own right was quite impressive. Oh man. So to your point about how it drove, uh, there were some flat-ish areas <laughs> that we found at, at Barnwell. Uh, I say flat-ish because uh, washboard kind of comes to mind. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they were flat-ish. Yeah, okay. Fair and enough. so we'll, we'll go We'll go right there. Yeah. And so uh, I am scrolling and scrolling, trying to find <laughs> all the specs on the 2.4-liter turbocharged boxer engine. Uh, that delivers 260 horsepower at 5,600 RPM and 277 pound-feet of torque God. at 2,000 RPM. I knew it was going to be up there. It, it just, for the weight of the vehicle, it's all-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. It sits up. It it, And the benefit, actually, I'll even go this far. The benefit of the CVT in this regard is it'll put the power, it'll put the engine in the power band to get you motivated. Right. So it's in that, that sweet spot of horsepower and torque when you mat it and right. it does all the mechanical wizardry on the backside to get you it motivated. It did have an eight speed mode, but neither one of us tried that one out. No. And another impressive feat of the fact that this is essentially a tall car is the 22 city, 26 highway fuel economy yeah. and 3,500 pounds of towing, which Wow. Yeah. That's Bronco level. Yeah. That's Wrangler level. Yeah. Mostly because those weren't never designed to tow. They were designed to crawl, but yeah, still. That's incredible. Yeah. You can go have tons of fun with the family on the weekend in the car that you drove there. Yep. After you set up the campsite, because you'll want to get all the gear out of the back, we found out. Well, yeah. The fun way. Yeah. Uh, and... um. Yeah, go go have hooting good time, hooning good time, <laughs> good time, <laughs> and or uh, drag a pair of jet skis to the lake and put them in the water, and then go bouncing around through the dirt roads, or drag a small camper to a campsite right. and drop it off and go, yeah, go hooning through the. I mean, uh, yeah, this is. I just built one while right. we were discussing. Right, um, it's not cheap. Okay. <laughs> well, I remember the sticker on the one we drove, which was very nice, was 40000 Yeah. Which is not expensive when considering its capabilities. It's not expensive when considering the capabilities. And Cars especially, are just expensive nowadays, so that's why I phrase well, it that way. <laughs> yes and no. I mean, you can get the K5 mm-hmm. GT line for 30 flat. Right. And that's an incredible car. Absolutely. That's it's, Kia K5. Yes, <laughs> Kia K5. Um, Go check out our review on uh, our website, gtgirlstock.com. It's, that, that is a heck of a bargain for it what was. you get out of that rig. This adds ten grand to that. I built mine out 
um, you know, checking a checking yeah. a few boxes. I do have a little bit of tech on there. Well, the okay. the iPhone r- charger thing, the Qi charger. Okay. Yeah, um, and the the tool or thull or thull or however you say it, Thule. Thule is that Thule. what it is? I believe it's Thule. All our uh, <laughs> outdoor enthusiasts will get onto me, but I'm I'm. Is that a French thing? Corey? 80, I don't even know. I'm eighty five percent sure it's Thule. Thule. Okay. Uh, the big box that goes on the yes. roof of the of the car to add cargo space so because you, you know, don't care because. about fuel economy. I'm not. So, uh, well, okay. Yeah. Load that thing 26. up. Load that thing up, and you're still getting twenty plus. That's yeah. better than what my pilot will do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I got to baby that thing to get twenty four out of it. Yep. And that's with four people in it and no stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I I load the back of it up and put a roof rack on it. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to get eighteen, nineteen. I mean. This is, this is. So we were out there with our buddies from One Off Productions and we did some filming with them. Uh, they helped us shoot our reviews of yeah. uh, both of the vehicles we're talking about today. And the four of us were all, I was probably the least of the three of us, but we were all swooning over that car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And. We're we're weighing the options of what it oh yeah what it would look like to have in our garage. Both of the one-off guys were like, maybe they'll do a deal if we buy two of them. <laughs> I mean, like they were in on it. Yes, they wanted one bad. They were because uh, to your point, it just went. Granted, we did not so drive fast. it on uh, on road anywhere. Uh, so, Bill, yes, I know you're interested. I know you're listening. Thank you so much. Uh, no, unfortunately, we did not get on-road time on it, but that's not what this one was designed for. Right. <laughs> and it, to us, in what we got to experience it in, we can totally see how its on-road manners would be completely oh, civilized. Absolutely. Because we did drive the TRD Pro 4Runner on and off-road, and we knew what both were capable of off-road. And we're not comparing. Right. But... Uh, we can't compare. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I-, I can definitely see how this would be a very competent, capable highway cruiser that can definitely uh, hold its own when the pavement ends. Oh, yeah, that definitely. Uh, Ford is building Bronco into a lifestyle brand. Um Jeep is building, well, everything right. as a lifestyle brand. Right. Uh, you know, I, I think they're moving. I think Ford is moving in that direction, even with the Mustang. Right. Um, Absolutely, they are. This, this thing is, and I know Subaru is a lifestyle brand anyway. It, it, it's a <laughs> probably the original. <laughs> it's probably the original. Absolutely, uh, but this thing takes it to a whole nother level. So uh, it has been an increasing thing in especially the off-road world when building factory rigs to have sub brands jeep has the trailhawk we have one sitting in my garage right Uh, trd has or toyota has trd pro right they do have subsequent trd off-road and trd sports right we won't talk about those so yes uh they are building sub brands that okay i know gmc has at4 Right. Now, which mm, uh, go back and listen to last week's episode 
you'll get not only our opinion, but a GMC dealer's opinion on some of the AT4s. I think GMC missed the mark there big time because they are absolutely in a place to rival and dominate Jeep because they have full-size trucks and heavy-duty trucks. And, oh, yeah, everything they make is either a crossover SUV or a truck. So they, they are GM's Jeep. And yeah, they missed the ball there. Yeah. But uh, anyway, anyway, so we've got <laughs> AT4, we've got Trailhawk, we've got uh, TRD Pro, and now we've got this new edition of the Wilderness Edition. So I am here all day for off-road sub-brands. Oh yeah, definitely. If they're done right. Looking at you, GMC. Was this one done right, in your opinion? Yes. Checks all the boxes. All of, of them. Yes. Awesome. Uh, uh, there, obviously, there are some things I w- would wish were a little bit different. I've already alluded to some of the lines on the styling right. of the right. black plastic. Uh, I've never owned a Subaru, but I know they are a passionate fan base. Oh, yeah. So I can only imagine. And then the blue press vehicle color <laughs> that is in all the commercials yeah. is the one I would check. But the white one that we had was also uh, quite stunning. I would say I'm not one for white vehicles, although the past three vehicles that I've owned have been white. Uh, <laughs> Your selections say otherwise. I, right. Um, I could say the I, same, thing, same thing about me and black cars. I loved that white. The the, the black cladding. Well, it wasn't white wheels. for long, <laughs> given okay, where we were. Sure. Yeah, it didn't stay that way. But it, it, it was... It was so nice. The contrast in the colors and everything. It was just, yeah. And I'm clicking through the color options here. Um, what is that? Autumn green metallic. That's, that it's is an interesting one. Spectacular. More colors, please. Yes. <laughs> From all manufacturers for all vehicles. Yep. There are certain trims of certain vehicles that you can only get in grayscale, and it drives me insane. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. All the colors look really good on this thing. Uh, the The black hides all the plastic, which is you know pros Pro, and cons. Yeah. Um, the silver, the silver is a little bland. I'll give them that. Silver is always a little bland. Yeah. Uh, the gray, the mag, uh, magnetic, uh, magnet, magnetite, magnetite gray metallic. Easy for you to say, huh? Yeah. So, what was the starting price on that before you clicked anything? Oh goodness, I think they start at thirty six. So let me that, let me double check. Yeah. Stand by. Okay, the Outback starts at twenty six, but the Outback Wilderness, which twenty six for a five person, four and three quarter person haul all your gear wagon, right? It's a good deal. Oh, yeah. Spectacular deal. Yeah, especially with the reliability and dependability of Subaru. I mean, it's spectacular. Yeah. The uh, Wilderness starts at $36,995. It's not bad. So so we essentially had three grand of options on ours. I did not look at what they all were. Again, we had it for a short period of time. So we're 20-ish minutes into this episode. Quick final thoughts. Buy one. <laughs> Bill, you heard it here. Buy one. It's we worth it. it. it yes. They're spectacular. I, I mean, genuinely, for road trips, for having fun in the dirt, for everyday driving, 
again, I don't even mind the CVT. Absolutely. This is one to check out. Yeah. Uh, the only people we would probably steer away from it are ones who are wanting a serious off-roader for their daily driver. Like, if you want to do Moab, this could probably do trails out there. No problem. Well, this definitely could. We have yeah. not been out there, but this definitely could. Oh, yeah. Nine and a half inches of ground clearance. Uh, yeah, uh, it's ridiculous. Again, I read the departure, breakover, and approach angles. They're not great. They're not stellar. It's still but, a car. Yeah. And yes, it's still car-based. So uh, there are limitations. You're but, not going to fit 37s underneath it. Right. For 90% of the people that quote-unquote off-road, I was having a conversation with someone this week. <laughs> I off-roaded a, a minivan before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story was driving through a cow pasture. So, right. Yes, that is off road. Drove off road. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So, um, yes, the for a majority of the people, I feel that most people like this. The surge in these sub brands, and why GMC probably feels like they haven't met missed the mark, is it, it's more poser than anything else. This is not a poser. This was capable. This yeah. could handle. Oh, yeah. This lived up to... Surprisingly well, it could high. handle. And, and my favorite part about this whole experience was uh, I knew exactly what the Wilderness Edition was going out there. Yeah. You did not. I was in the dark. Yes. You kept telling me, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a Outback Wilderness Edition. Uh, okay, It's a Subaru. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we're taking a Subaru in the dirt. That makes sense. That's fine. Rally, <laughs> history. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then we pulled up at the gas station, and I had to pick my jaw up off the <laughs> floor. I mean, like, blew me away. Yep, yep, yep. So, buy it. Buy it. <laughs> yes. Next vehicle on our list. Right. The one we brung. Yeah. Was lent to us by Toyota. Thank uh-huh. you. Thank you so much uh-huh. uh, for this opportunity. It was the Forerunner TRD Pro, which is their top dog off-roader in the Forerunner world. It is essentially based on the Tacoma architecture. Right. Except it's A little got, shorter. Yeah. It's got four doors and an enclosed yep. rear cargo space. And yep. yeah, there you go. All, all the learnings from the Tacoma are baked in here. Oh, yeah. And I can see why there is so much love for these. Oh, my goodness. I did not understand how much there was out in the world until I started posting pictures on social and started getting feedback from people I knew. And even uh, in our East Texas Spotters group, so go back two episodes where we're talking to Mikey about... (coughs) Excuse me. Even go back two episodes to our episode with Mikey of ETX Spotters, East Texas Spotters, where he he, he basically requested that I do a self-spot in the group and share a picture <laughs> of what we were driving, which was funny that, you know, here is our first press vehicle, and I'm already being asked to do that. Because right. in my head, I was always like, I'm not going to do that. But when <laughs> when the creator and the admin of the group requests, uh, yeah. you, uh-huh. you apply. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I, I put a humorous one of it hiding behind the trees in my driveway. But, <laughs> yeah, it was fun. 
Uh, you I were, you were turd spotting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have never ever ever understood who in Toyota marketing signed off on TRD as the initials. I know what they stand for, but right. they come across poorly when you try and read they them. Really out, do. Right? Yeah. Yes. So yeah. your sister got a kick out of it. I know, and many other people have over time. But yeah, TRD Toyota Racing Development. For any of those just curious, like why did they? put turd on the side and <laughs> underside of this vehicle. That is why. Yep. And it means something to those in the know. Uh, it definitely does. It, it goes as far as not only their off-road shops, but uh, their cars. Uh, you know Toyota's involved in NASCAR, so they take their learnings from the NASCAR circuit and apply it to Camry and, believe it or not, Avalon. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And as far as off-road goes, there's a TRD off-road RAV4. I've gotten to driven driven one. I I don't talk for a right, living. Yeah. I've gotten to drive one off road <laughs> uh, with representatives from Toyota, and I wanted to take that one home with me because it so perfectly compares or competes with my wife's daily. And I know I bring it up a lot here at GT Garage Talk. She drives a 2014 Jeep Cherokee Trailhawk. And th- those align perfectly. They're both compact crossovers right. with off-road intentions. This rig competes. This rig competes with you and I have mentioned a, a dying breed. Yeah. So the old Nissan Pathfinder, when it was a truck-based yeah. rig, the long since deceased Nissan Xterra, the uh, let's see what else do we got? Yeah. Well, we we whittled it down to the only other rig that competes with it remotely is the Bronco and the Wrangler, and they they really don't directly compete. I would add to that because you know putting on a consumer mindset and not realize not not completely grasping the uh, truck based and car based platforms. I would say the Jeep Grand Cherokee competes with this because price range it's there capability it's there especially with again the sub brand of the trailhawk right this this would compete with the trailhawk grand cherokee except there's no solid rear axle all all intentions aside are all intentions are the same when you're buying these rigs so again from a consumer standpoint, you yeah. want a rugged-looking, capable off-roader that can seat five and carry a lot of stuff. Uh, a suitable cross-shop okay. would definitely lend you to visit a Jeep dealership, Okay, in my opinion. Okay. That being said, I am all for the truck-based. I am all for the solid rear axle in an off-road application uh, i i would i am not a toyota diehard by any stretch of the imagination this one won me over i absolutely i 100 percent agree um my actually <laughs> my boss showed up at the shop today he's no longer my boss he found an, another job so he doesn't work for well, where congrats. i work for anymore congrats. yeah he, you know upgrading uh upgrading to the point where he just bought a 2020 uh, Toyota Tundra TSS 4x4 um, in quicksand 
okay. which is a beautiful color on that yes. truck. It's got the black accents like the TRD right. Pro. Um, four-wheel drive, crew cab, big monstrous Toyota truck. really needs to work on their acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. I agree. Sorry. Um, but we, I, I brought this, the... the Forerunner? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I brought up the Forerunner because his previous vehicle was a 96 Forerunner. Right. Four-wheel drive that he had lifted and put uh, bigger tires on, and uh, it was a great truck. Still is a great truck. Um, the The similarities between the two mm-hmm. are unmistakable. Between the ninety-six and between the, the ninety-six and the twenty-one, um, and the similarities between the twenty twenty Tundra and the twenty twenty-one. Forerunner are unmistakable. I keep rubbing the table. Well, Toyota notoriously finds what works and keeps perfecting. And they leave it alone. Yeah. And I genuinely, like, this rig for me was, if if I were to go out and buy a vehicle tomorrow, I couldn't because there aren't any, but uh, if I were to go <laughs> Again, out, go back and check last week's episode. <laughs> If I were to go out and, and buy a rig tomorrow, this one would be in my top three easily yeah. of rigs that I would be wrestling between. Is that recency, recency bias or because it truly checks checks all the boxes? It, it, I fell in love with this truck. Okay. Um, so a little of both. <laughs> it, it, well, it, yeah, it, it is a little of both. We took it to the lake Saturday and pulled the jet ski. Other than it kicking out of fifth gear a little more often than I like it to, right? It was like it wasn't even there, right? Because it's a truck, right? It is a truck-based SUV. Mm-hmm. I love that solid rear axle. I love the way it rides. You critiqued the ride a little bit, mm-hmm. being a little you know wobbly and wishy-washy a it's bit. It's floaty on road. It's it's floaty, but it's a truck, right? And it's supposed to do that, and it's supposed to feel that way. And it made possible what we did out at Barnwell possible. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And it it's very reminiscent of the 96 right. that my boss has. Uh it, it just there's nostalgia about it. There is uh comfort and size and performance about it. Um you know 200 and what was it? 270 horsepower, mm-hmm. 278 mm-hmm. foot pounds of torque. Yep. It leaves a little to be desired. But she's a heavy girl. I nearly every time, if not every time I get in my car, my right foot is on the floor during that trip, whether it's the two miles from my house to work (laughs) or 15 miles across Tyler. At some point in that trip, my right foot is on the floor in that Subaru. Twice, two times, I put my right foot on the floor driving this truck. I never felt like I needed to. I never felt like it wanted more. I never felt like I was itching to drag race somebody or or wanting to run somebody down or anything like a lot that. Of that. It just it was a cruiser. It was yeah. comfortable. It was it, a lot of that goes with the character of a vehicle. I, I've noted before how driving my brother's Honda S two thousand and bright yellow, whatever marketing name they gave that yellow paint color, completely changed how I drove. The exact same roads I always drove. It made me drive, I'll be honest, like a jerk. Because <laughs> that six-speed was like effortless. It was so quick to shift uh, f- from gear to gear at like 
perfect and it was bright yellow and yeah. it was a sports car and it weighed nothing hopping behind the wheel of this having driven a sedan for the last what eight years of my life as my daily I was bounding over things. I was <laughs> plowing out of my 15 degree incline <laughs> driveway like it was nothing yeah. because in my car I had to baby it because I drag 99% of the time my front chin splitter uh, coming or going. Yeah. And that was not a problem in this. Nope. Not not even an opportunity for that to happen <laughs> in this. And bounding over speed bumps and just enjoying the fact that yes i'm in a big burly truck-based suv that was built to handle whatever right and whatever it did and burly burly is a great word for it uh masculine was the word i shared with you on our way in the door this is this is unapologetic about what it is right and and not not to a fault uh i mentioned several times in the video it does a whole lot of things well the one thing that it does great, and this is this would be my change of mindset from when we were videoing. The one thing that it does great, it is a truck. Great. Yeah. It's missing the pickup bed. Right. But it 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 at that persona, that attitude, that feel, the the way that it floats down the road, the way that it reacts, it's So I did ask your wife her opinion of it the first time I saw her after y'all took it. Yeah. And her first reaction was, it rides rough, which kind of caught me off guard because you and I literally had a discussion about it rides better than most trucks because the technology has gotten so good Yes, uh, that they've tuned them. You can still, yes, we've gone on and on about it so far. It's still a truck. It still rides like a truck, but a very refined truck. And there are trims that if you're looking for on-road feel, sure, TRD Pro is, is not the best option for you. But I, I loved the persona that it had on-road. Uh, it exuded masculinity, oh, yeah. to your point, because... You know, it sits up higher. It's got the black wheels and the the tires that <laughs> we went into detail about. Oh, yeah. On the, uh, it, it's got the black roof rack. It's got the exclusive lunar rock paint that makes it stand out. I, just this morning, I was parked next to two white ones at the zoo. Uh, one was a limited, so the luxury trim, and yeah. one was the SR5, the entry trim, basically, both in white naturally because everything's grayscale <laughs> and this one stood out to me but probably blends in a little too much to the average consumer which sure. was one of my complaints is that okay. forerunners are a little bit everywhere right and yeah most of them are not trd pros there's only four color options for this truck right lunar rock mm -hmm. white mm-hmm Magnetic gray. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's super white. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. uh, and midnight black metallic. Yep. And this uh, is the one I would take hands down day in. Day the Lunar Rock? Yes. Uh, it, it, yeah. I, I really enjoyed the color. I really liked the look of it. looked really good with Red East Texas Dirt all over it. It did too. look very good with Red East Texas Dirt on it. So 
for us not to drone on and on because you and I can both gush on, on this vehicle oh, yeah. for hours on end. And I don't know that our listeners would just sit here for all of that. Probably not. L- let's hit some of the off-road high points. Okay. And then you alluded to already, uh, you hauled the skis with it, the jet ski. Yeah. Uh, I, I lived with it on the brick streets and ha- had a little more of that daily commute with it. And we'll go into those aspects. So off-road. It's what everybody wants to know about it. Yeah. How capable was it? Uh, knock my socks <laughs> off capable to the point where... Um, we probably were almost to the point of trying things we ought not to, given oh, yeah. that we did not bring a vehicle with a winch to pull us out <laughs> in the event of... Right, yeah. right, yeah. We 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 did back off a little bit. Um, there was I, a, I appreciate that a, so a much. Particularly so narrow... Um, fairly steep, fairly slick little section of um, rock section that we didn't go down. It was slick red clay is it what was, it was. Yeah. I was slipping and sliding down there. And yeah. yeah. Um, and and uh, we, we it'll be in the video. Right. So I'll give this a little bit of a teaser. Um, I was within three feet the, with the nose of this truck of our spectacular camera guy <laughs> yes. who stuck in there for the sliding 30-mile-an-hour shot around one of these corners. Cronus of steel. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he did not even flinch. And it's an incredible shot. So we keep alluding to, yes, there will be a YouTube review of this coming. It's going to take a little bit longer because right. this was our first partnership with our friends over at One Off Productions, and it is going to be a stellar production oh my indeed. Goodness. And we want to do it justice, and we want to do it right. Absolutely. So uh, if you have not already, go to youtube.com slash Talk and hit subscribe because you won't want to miss that video when it drops. It, it will be a fun one. <laughs> we had some fun. We got some amazing shots. Yes. We, we got to see sneaks sneak peeks of the footage that we shot while we're out there. We're still waiting on all the raw footage ourselves. It's incredible. But we had so much fun out at Barnwell with our friends at one off productions. And yes, so much fun out there. And so between the rocks and the little bit of mud that we messed with and the dirt roads and the moguls. Yes. What was the thing that stuck out to you the most about the off-road prowess of this vehicle? Look, I, I regret how flat the camera makes some oh of the goodness. terrain we yes. went over yes. look. There is hardly a way for us to adequately capture on camera for you, the viewing audience, just what this forerunner was able to climb over like nothing. Like nothing. On full pr- full road air pressure. Yeah. We did not air down. And you were kind of knocking the tires. You went on the record as knocking the tires on our trip out there. Yeah. You wanted to go on the record. I did. I I had a feeling that you were going to be backing off of that because, uh, remind me again, it's got the... Nitto Terra Grappler tires. Nitto makes some great stuff. This is the cheapest tire in their lineup as far as all-terrain tires are concerned. And, And I was concerned about its capability and performance. And to be honest, it surprised me. Yeah. Never, the entire time we were out there, never was the tire the limiting factor in right. what we were doing. It was more us than anything to the point of having to turn around 
It was the situation. Yeah. Uh, I'll paint the picture for you. I was playing spotter duty down greater than a 15 degree slope. You said duty. <laughs> Turd pro. <laughs> On slick red clay. We're dads, so dad jokes are yes. okay. In a crevasse <laughs> with no exit. There was no way for yeah, me to bail. There wasn't anywhere for you to go. If you started sliding on this slick red clay. Right. And I wanted to go home that yeah. night. So, yeah. uh, yes, we chose to go another way. I do believe it could have handled it. I did not want to attempt it, it given the circumstances we were out there in. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, but if, yes, this thing blew me away over what it was able to crawl over, especially once we started playing with the terrain modes. Yeah. And dropping it down into four low, which it was quite capable in too high. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It, it, it did. It probably would have done a good bit more of what we did in two-wheel drive. Um, but we're out there messing around, so why not put it in four? Yeah. And, and we're out there to test it. what it can do and Absolutely. all the features and capabilities. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there. Looking at some of the things we climbed over were the truly impressive things to me. Uh, that being said, uh, we're going to start pivoting into the on-road conversation. I would be remiss seeing as we're talking about these two vehicles without pointing out there was 12 grand worth of difference <laughs> yeah. between these two vehicles because this one was 52,000 as stickered. And for me living with it in the daily commute, world there were some things missing at the fifty two thousand dollar price point okay because what you are paying for at fifty two thousand dollars and i'm gonna keep saying it is you're <laughs> paying for those off-road chops oh yeah and we absolutely got what we paid for so to speak with off-road chops we were not lacking there yes but the day-to-day -day livability it did not have a power rear hatch which some people can live and die by, and some people can say no thank you to. Uh, I, we live with a power hatch day in and day out, and I will note that this one, you really had to get a good slam on it to not put fingerprints on the tailgate itself from the built-in, because it had built-in handholds that you could grab and pull it closed. Right. But, uh, the gas struts that were holding it up you really had to get a good momentum to slam it shut i kind of find uh, found uh, a, a pretty good rhythm with it and actually um you know went to the lake with it so we were loading stuff in and out of the back of it pretty regular and uh and when we got back sunday and we're swapping stuff over from one rig to another i actually slammed the pilot <laughs> rear hatch shut uh accidentally twice <laughs> because I was used to right. the the forerunner, so it can be gotten used to. It right. wasn't right. so severe and, that it was ridiculous, but and I believe that it, it's just for me fifty two thousand on an SUV that seems like something that should just be an automatic bake in. I, I was at that price point right. I was completely okay with it, and there were some other tech items that you probably would have wanted included in that price range, but I was completely okay with the tech that it had, and no more. It was yeah. enough. 
So it had Toyota's standard suite of technology. It had lane departure warning, but no active steering to put you back in the lane. So it would just beep at you if you left. Which you could not. That one you could turn right. off. It had uh, adaptive cruise, but it did not have full stop adaptive cruise, right. which I found out from testing, like I said, in traffic and day-to-day life. It bailed on you at about 25 miles per hour. Yeah. It, it would beep, and then it was just done. So you were coasting it at that point. So if you were behind someone that was coming to a stop, a complete stop at 25 miles per hour, just know that adaptive cruise is going to bail. Yeah. So It still expects you to do your job. Right. Yeah. It didn't have blind spot monitoring, which you and I both noted the visibility on this because it's a giant box on wheels with slab side giant windows all the way around. Visibility was very good all the way around. Yeah. But again, it's a bigger rig than I normally pilot. It would have been nice to have blind spot monitoring at 52,000. Yeah. And, and that's probably about it. As far as I things I, I, I missed at that price point, I, power hatch and blind spot. I could have done without the adaptive cruise or at least a way to turn it off completely. Right. Uh, because when you turn the cruise control on, adaptive cruise right. is on. Right. And I didn't care for that. But, um, but yeah, as far as the tech is concerned, that was, that was really my only complaint that I couldn't turn off the adaptive cruise. Right. Right. Uh, everything else I was totally on board with. And like we mentioned earlier, when Toyota does something... They do it well, right? And then they leave it alone for a right. long time, or and only improve upon it, or only improve upon it. And and this was proven technology, proven equipment, and they left it alone. And I loved it. I loved every bit of it. It was, it was high tech where it needed to be, mm-hmm. right? The crawl control, mm-hmm. the different terrain modes, mm-hmm. locking rear differential, but it was mechanical and right. simple where it needed to be, right. like. The non-power rear hatch, that's just something else to go wrong in my mind. It had a legit shifter knob to go from too high to four high to four low. Not not a little dial that you turn or anything like that. Uh, It it was so foreign, or it is such a foreign object these days that we were riding to the lake on Saturday, and Emily said, why is that moving? (laughs) Like, it didn't even register with her that that's what that was. Because it's such an uncommon thing right. anymore. Right. Um, I, I, that's a big part of the reason why I liked this so much was that it, it had those niceties. It, it had heated seats. Cool. Great. Fantastic. We don't need those. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sense. We don't necessarily need those here in Texas. Um, it had, you know, lane departure warning and adaptive cruise. I could probably get used to the adaptive cruise. It'd be fine. But that was it. It didn't have a whole bunch of whiz bangs and. Right. Gadgets and gizmos, and will, that was perfect. I will say it was refreshing to have a minimal technology vehicle. Uh, it, it was simple in what it did. It, to your point, it had even a manual shade on the sunroof. And I, I've noted in several vehicles you and I have driven lately that I'm starting to come back around on <laughs> how much I kind of miss just a simple sunroof. Not yeah. A large panoramic with a shade that takes two hours to open and close. Right. Or that must be open before you can even pop the vent. Right. Like it's a 30 minute process just to pop the vent on the moonroof. So yeah, uh, it, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, had some cool features like uh, the slide out tray in the back. Oh yeah. 
which uh, my kiddo loved. He, he kept saying he wanted to play in the trunk. <laughs> so he is, bless his heart, vertically challenged and of the perfect size. He could stand up perfectly in the very back. And he loved playing back there. He found features before I did in that the uh, hatch has two built-in lights that can be toggled on or to be on with the door or off completely, nice. which come in handy at night when the hatch is open. You and I both went out and looked at fireworks, and yeah. I'm sure we're in the back at night. So that was a very handy feature. I love the puddle lamps under every single door. You yeah. open a door, and there was a, a light at the bottom of the door illuminating any potential hazards down there. Uh, the, the, there was just a lot right with this because... Again, Toyota finds what works and perfects it. One major, and this one just clicked in my head. We were talking about the puddle lights and stuff. It made me think of it. One major miss on the one that we had, and I've noticed after building price that there are options to fix it. It had plastic rock rails. Right. The 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 panel that's underneath the doors that runs between the doors were plastic. It takes one really insignificant hit of a rock when you're out right. on the trails right. to ruin a door right. or to ruin a door sill. And that's a simple, that's a simple solution there. Just it should be it, a given, make it steel yeah. and leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> it was even black. So black powder coat that piece there, bolt it in there and go on. So about it, it is an option. Just it, not there are, there are steps and there are rock rails as options on this, on this truck. And so. I even noted that, you know, most people, I know for my family, we would be putting some serious side steps on it. If this were our daily vehicle, because Holly noted just today that she has a bruise on the back of her leg from getting in and out of it. It is tall. She's five foot. It, it was a tall vehicle. Yeah. So, uh, it just occurred to me, we'll exit this conversation uh, because we have not talked any actual legit technical specs on the TRD Pro. We've just talked conjecture and opinions. Okay. Uh, so, well, our opinions are right. Right, so. right, right. Absolutely. That's why you listen to us. Yeah. So uh, things that came on this one, uh, you and I both were all about the 17-inch not 20, right? not 18, yep. but the 17-inch wheels that came on the TRD Pro. Yep. So it, it has been an increasing problem because visually people like uh, big wheels on their rigs, but it does not make sense when you're building an off-road purpose rig. I don't get why... The Chevy Trail Boss Silverado comes with a 20-inch wheel option. I don't get why the AT4 <laughs> Sierra comes with a 20-inch wheel, 20 wheel option. So, yes, came with 17-inch uh, TRD Pro Flow Form alloy wheels, the previously mentioned Nitto Terra Grappler tires, Fox-tuned shocks with, uh, I was reading here, uh, it's retuned 2.5-inch Fox internal bypass shocks. So very capable, uh, front and back. So, yes, and, and capable all over the place. Right. I mean, uh, through uh, the whoops, through the rocks, through the trails, through uh, on the streets. road, brick streets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, TRD stamped aluminum front skid plate. Uh, that's it real. works. Yes, 
that's really all the <laughs> actual uh, functional TRD gets you and the roof rack, the roof yeah. basket, as I called it. But uh, yes, so we got that thing out there. It was flexing. We had a wheel up in the air. We, oh, yeah. We were able to rock that thing back and forth. <laughs> we got some pretty cool pictures and, and video out there of it in, in that mode and just truly impressive all the way around seeing that big thing sitting on three <laughs> wheels. Yeah. So it was pretty wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. Four liter V six engine. Uh, we already touched on 270 horsepower. Uh, it is not a drag racer. She, she's right. a portly vehicle. Yeah. It's truck based comes with the territory. So yeah. One of the things that initially you and I both just flat out didn't care for at all was the TRD performance exhaust. Yeah. I, I still stand by that. You still day. stand by that? Yeah. Uh, I got used to it. Mm-mm. And I, I'm i one that appreciates being able to hear my vehicle when it's running. Mm-hmm. So, you know, driving it around, things like that, it really didn't bother me. I could see on a moderate road trip to a long road trip where that droning would get annoying. Mm-hmm. But again, this rig is not necessarily designed to do for fifty two thousand. It better be livable daily. <laughs> for well, me. yeah, for daily, me. absolutely. But you're not going to take. You're not going to go buy this to road trip America. Right. There's there's right. much better options for that. So so my story on that day one of having it, I took my three year old to my parents for the day, <laughs> and he noticed it and commented it that it was loud back there yeah. on the, it's not even 10 miles out there, but it's a 30 minute trip. So yeah. you do the math. Tyler, Texas. Texas. Yeah. So yeah, he noted it. Uh, my wife noted it. We took it to Mineola, uh, where we got it up to 70 miles an hour for an extended period of time. You and I took it to Gilmer. Yep. Uh, it's a drone to that end. If you're listening to music, you don't hear it. So sure. There's that. So final thoughts. We left the Outback Wilderness with buy it. Yep. Because it, it you could buy that road trip it across America. Yeah. No problems, no questions asked. Absolutely. It, it would handle that capably, and then you could go off-road. Final thoughts, TRD Pro. Buy it. Same. Same. Interesting. Uh, genuinely. Now, with the caveat that this is... There are trade-offs that you're making. There with are this absolutely one. trade-offs you're making with this. It's not. It doesn't have the most cargo space in its class. No. Um, it's it's not the most comfortable on-road ride in its class. It's also not the most uncomfortable. It's but. also not the most uncomfortable. But it has to be in the top three most capable mm-hmm. off-road truck. Um, uh, in its class. I mean, it's, it it's is the last of a dying breed for a reason. The, it's the last <laughs> of a dying breed for a reason. Um, this, I approached it this way. Um, I told you at the beginning of the video mm-hmm. that it's not practical. That's why I'm like, okay, your final thought is buy it. And yeah. you introduced me to your thoughts by saying it's not practical. It's not practical as a primary vehicle. Okay. So if your family is one that does a lot of traveling, you're right. on the road a lot, you have more than four people in your family, you're going to want to look elsewhere. But, but if you're a two-car household. But if you're a two-car household and this is your daily back and forth to work and the fun drag the jet ski to the lake on the weekend or the fun 
go camping for the weekend and wheeling at Barnwell, um, it's perfect for that. Oh, yeah. It's just not... It, it, I wouldn't consider it as the primary vehicle for a family. What would 20-year-old Matt say? <laughs> perfect uh, daily I, vehicle. <laughs> absolutely perfect. Yeah, 20-year-old Matt would absolutely yeah. be all over it. Yeah. 60-year-old Matt would be absolutely yep. all over it. Yep. Uh, family Matt, yep. it's it's a little limiting. Uh, you know, we had three of us going... Um, my oldest wasn't with us this weekend, so we had three of us going to the lake, and we were full. Mm-hmm. There was stuff in the seat next to my three-year-old, uh, so I mean, we were full. Yeah. So, you haven't lived with a uh, Jeep Cherokee for any length of time. I was like, oh my gosh, look at the abundance <laughs> of space in this thing. We could bring so much more. <laughs> so, well, there you have it. Uh, if if you want an off-road rig, you've got two capable options in both of these vehicles, and they come at it from two totally different standpoints. Absolutely. And price points and style and, yeah, yeah, both very capable. We were impressed by both. We've said it before. We'll say it again. We've got videos coming on both of these on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash talk. Go and subscribe to that now so you don't miss these videos when we do get them cut together and posted because you will want to see oh, yeah. some of the stuff that these things were capable of because we cannot convey them here on the podcast. Uh, it was nuts, Corey. Yes, it was it, nuts. It was nuts. Word of the day. If you want to know more about what we're doing, head on over to gtgarashtalk.com. Follow us on Instagram to see what we're driving next. We've got a new vehicle showing up tomorrow. We sure so do. Looking forward to it. Until next time. Bye. Bye.